Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook. Welcome. Let's welcome Tony. Let's give her a BCC welcome this morning. Take out your notebooks, and uh, I know there'll be so much that you receive as you hear Holy Spirit and our journey and our walk by faith. Thank you. <clears throat> Robin, can I get a wee drink of water? Just thank you. Okay, well, I do have so much word. Every time I go to study on healing, it's there's so much. When Pastor Karen asked me to teach on healing, well, my head just starts spinning because I have so much scripture on it, and it is a walk, and it's a faith walk, and it's line upon line. It's built over years. So I'm going to try, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm talking to faith people as well, but while you've heard the faith message, you've heard on healing, or you've never heard that before, but it's good to always be in it. And I've had a good time studying this word again. It fortifies you. It builds you up. I listened to Pastor Karen's message last week on faith, and... Um, it was great. It's just fortifying the word, fortifying that faith word in you that you can stand against anything, that you, when trouble comes, when sickness comes, when finances come, when bills come beating at your door, that the first thing that comes up in you is the word of God and fear can be dispelled. So as Pastor Karen was saying about faith, I'm just going to pray first. Lord, we just thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Father God, that you have left us, and you didn't leave us orphans. You've given us Holy Ghost. You've given us Holy Ghost. He is our teacher, and you've given your word that will guide us and direct us and fortify us in our life here on earth, that we can be, Lord God, just witnesses for you in this world, that we can stand no matter what comes, Lord God, in the, the coming day months, years, Lord God, our famine, Father God, whatever, Father God, that, Lord God, you provide for us, Lord God. Lord God, sickness comes, Lord God, you're our healer, Lord God, that we would know, Lord God, your goodness, Father God, not just in our lives, but in the lives of our children, because it's from generation to generation, Lord God, that we walk in your blessing, that we know your blessing, that we know your truth, Father God, in Jesus' name. Lord God, that, Lord God, the wicked one touches us not today because we are found in you, hidden in Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. So when talking about faith, um, Pastor Karen says about building your faith, and the Bible does talk about faith. It talks about great faith. It talks about little faith. It talks about no faith. Okay. And Matthew 9 and 29 says, be it according to your faith. That's very important that we receive by faith. Even um, she talked about, she, when you talk to someone, you know where their faith level is at that time, um, what's coming out of their mouth, you know, um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in your heart will come out of your mouth. Um, you can recognize faith, you can discern faith in people sometimes. And we see that in Acts 14 and nine, when Paul seen the lame man, he looked at him intently, and he was discerning, and he was discerning that he had faith to be healed. And Paul said to this lame man, stand upright on your feet. And he jumped up on his feet, and he walked. Now, Paul could have walked by him, but 
through him in. And sometimes when you're out witnessing, you've probably experienced this and you're, you're bringing the gospel to people, you see people hook into it. They hook into your faith and, and you know that you can talk and the words coming up, you know, from your spur and you're speaking into people's lives. I had an encounter with an Jehovah Witness last week in work and she actually was following me around the shop. She was pulling out of me. She was saying, what do you believe in this? And you know what? The word was just flowing. It was the Holy Ghost. She hooked in and I just believe that girl is going to get saved the one thing I asked her was, are you assured of your salvation? And she says, I hope so. And I went, wrong answer. You have to be assured. So she went on to ask me loads of questions. And I knew I was discerning in her that she was drawn out of me. Sometimes when you're preaching or you're teaching, you had gone to one person because they're drawn that out. And Paul discerned this here. He discerned this man had faith to be healed. So as Pastor Karen says, it's, it's just not one, you have to study and study. And when I started looking into healing, um, it just, one scripture led me to another and I would have been on, I've been listening, I've been listening to people teach on it and it was a journey and it was exciting because it's a journey of faith. It's so exciting. And um, I love this scripture in Isaiah 28 and 10, and it puts it down. It says, for precept must be upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. It's one bit at a time. You're building yourself. You're fortifying yourself. You're strengthening yourself. You're building the word on that. And you have to really just keep focused in and, and keep your ears off because people will come, even Christians, to try and tell you that's not right. That's, you know, I, I had one time um, someone in ministry and out here says, that's mind over matter. And I took in a, a sharp breath, <gasps> mind over matter? No, it's faith, it's the word. So we're going to have, um, we're just going to look back at some really um, foundation scriptures because you have to really start at the beginning and, and go, uh, if you're not sure about healing, you have to really settle it that it's God's will, that it's already been accomplished for you, and it's already yours. So if you have your Bible or your phone, just want to go on to it, we're going to go to Isaiah 53. And this is Isaiah prophesying about the cross, Jesus coming to the cross. And we're going to start um, in verse 3. He, Jesus, was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So he was smitten of God. The sin and sickness was put on him in order that we could go free. We should be free today. We should be living in victory today because of what Jesus accomplished at the cross. He became our substitute on the cross so God could redeem the whole man. It was our salvation, but the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. Your body, your healing, your mind. 
you know, if you're suffering today in your mind, Jesus redeemed you from that. He took that on. He was acquainted with that. He was acquainted with sorrow. He was acquainted with grief. That word sorrow in the Hebrew, it means, you know, anguish, affliction, grief, pain, sorrow, physical and mental pain. And Jesus was acquainted with that. He was acquainted with our grief, which in the Hebrew means to be sick, diseased, grieved, put to pain, wounded. He experienced all that on his way to the cross and on the cross. And not only was he acquainted with it, he bore it, that we could have the victory in him. It says, surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. A surety, a guarantee that he's done it. Know that this morning, that it is guaranteed, it is done, it is finished. It is yes and amen this morning. That he has borne your sickness and your disease and your pain and your anguish and your sin this morning. That you are redeemed from the curse of the law because he became a curse for you. Cursed is he who hung on the tree. You are set free this morning. He took your place. He received sickness. He received disease and pain and your torment. He received it for us this morning. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our guilt and our iniquities. The chastisement needed to attain our peace and well-being was upon him. He took the punishment needed to attain our peace this morning. Are you in peace this morning? Are you walking in peace this morning? Shalom. Our happiness, our health, our prosperity, and our peace Nothing missing, nothing broken. There's a good faith confession there this morning right away. Nothing missing, nothing broken in your life this morning, in the lives of your children, of your family. That blessing. Matthew 8 and 17 says, When evening came, they brought to him many who were possessed with demons, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all who were sick, to fulfill what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. 1 Peter 2.24 says, He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins live unto righteousness, and by his stripes you were healed. And Isaiah, you are healed. And now looking back to the cross, you were healed. And this is just being fulfilled and it's confirmed. Do you know 2 Corinthians 13 and 1 says, In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. And here we see that word established in Isaiah 53. It is established. It is established in your heart today. Establish it in your life today. In your heart today. Know that he has healed you, he has set you free, and you should be living in freedom this morning. No torment, peace of heart, no sickness in your body, no condemnation, no condemnation in Christ. And we know, and I I believe we know in here, and I'd like to think everyone in here knows that all sickness comes from Satan. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. 
I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to fulfill till it overflows. Do you know, I made a decision to enjoy my life because Christ has paid a price for my life. I've made a decision that whatever comes my way, that I'm going to enjoy my life. And especially as I'm getting older and the kids are growing up, I'm going to enjoy it even more. Do you know, day by day, his mercies are new. This is, every day is a new day. This is the, le- lo- the day that the Lord has given. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Are you enjoying your life? Are you enjoying the freedom in Christ? Are you letting situations weigh you down, drag you down? Are you looking to the past and not to the future and what he's done for you? That we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us this morning? All those dreams and things that you have, have you put them away? Get them out again. You're free this morning. You've been set free. And he needs you well to carry out what he has for you. We are to walk in divine health that we can do everything that he has planned for our lives. But you know, the enemy will try to steal the word. He'll try to steal the word this morning as I'm bringing it. Do you know, sometimes we look at the messenger and it puts us off. I hope I'm not putting you off this morning. Do you know, sometimes I've, I've listened to people teach. I remember first when I started to listen to Kenneth Copeland, he put me off. But when I seen the man and I seen the heart and I seen the word and I, I started listening to him as my kids were small, the TV on each day, God Channel. Do you remember the God Channel, do you know, before YouTube and all that? And I used to listen to all this when I was in the house with the kids and every day I was being fortified and built up. But um, Satan will come to try and steal the word. And I see that more and more now. Do you know, we live in a time of social media And, you know, I say this with all respect, you know, there can be a victim mentality out there sometimes. Do you ever see it? You know, walk a mile in my shoes. Sometimes people switch off when they're hearing about healing or prosperity. It's like, walk a mile in my shoes. If you knew what I went through, well, I'm glad I didn't have to walk a mile in Christ's shoes. I'm glad that he did the walk for me to that cross to deliver me and set me free. And I'm going to live in it. I'm going to live in it. And I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. And I'm not going to feel that, you know, oh, this, I don't know where your level of pain is this morning. I don't know about any sickness in your body. But Christ does, and he has set you free from that. And don't let the enemy say, oh, everybody else gets healed. I won't get healed. Don't let him say that's for them, or it's too late, or this pain has gone on too long. I'm never getting rid of that. That is lies from the enemy. Start afresh this morning. Draw a line in the sand and say, no more enemy, because my Savior has paid the price for my pain, for my addiction, for anything that is, and people in your family, your children, whatever's going on in their life. Do you know, it's your children are blessed as well. Take this word for your kids this morning. Jesus is our deliverer. As it says, Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. I think Pastor Karen touched the curse of the law last week a bit, that we don't have to live on to that, that we live in the blessing because he has become that curse for us because for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, the cross. Jesus took that curse upon us so that we don't have to be walking in that curse. So Satan is the author of sickness and disease, mental and physical. If you're going through anything mentally this morning, it's Satan. 
and it comes from Satan. We see that in Luke um, 1, 13 to 16, when Jesus does a, a healing on a Sabbath and the religious leaders are raging. Then should not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who has been bound these 18 years, be loosed from this bondage on the Sabbath? When he loosed that woman, we were loosed. I remember, was it T.J. Jakes used to do a thing, and woman, you, thy art loosed, and I loved that. And, you know, this is what Christ is. He says, woman, you art loose, and she stood up straight. So don't let religion tell you that healing isn't in the atonement, that healing isn't in his redemptive plan. And there's some religions will tell you that. Some churches will not teach it, will not talk about it. Jesus is willing to heal. Remember the leper came to him, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus says, I am willing. And Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Healing is in the atonement. Set that now. And Jesus is willing. It's been accomplished. It's been done. And it's in his name. He's given us his name this morning. We have his name. We have his word. John 14 and 13 says, Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. Remember Peter and John at the gate beautiful in Acts 3. And the, the beggar was begging for alms. And, he, and Peter came and says, I don't have any silver of gold but I do have something to give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That is the believer's authority this morning. That is your authority in Christ. Wouldn't the town center look a bit different if all the Christians were walking about in that authority? For every heroin addict in the corner, in Jesus' name you are delivered. All those people sleeping in doorways, all that sickness and disease. And I believe we are in the beginning of that revival where we are going to see those signs and miracles. We're going to see them. We're going to be acting in it. We're going to be acting in the Great Commission. We are going to lay hands on the sick. We are going to see them recover. We're going to be walking in health and prosperity. And the world is going to be looking at the church, looking at us. And those things that we've heard about and dreamed about and haven't seen yet, we're going to see them if we only believe. All things are possible to those who believe. Let's get our mind on revival. Let's get our mind on healings and miracles and all those things. Let us get our mind and our hearts on a dying world that need us, need the church. That town center needs us. I have never seen a town center in my life go so quickly to so much. They're injecting themselves in corners. There's been murders. There's been, we as a church need to rise up in our authority and we need to get out to that damn world. 1 John 5 and 14 says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Healing is his will. Lay hands on the sick. Walk in your healing. It's been paid for. We have the prayer of faith this morning. The Bible talks about the prayer of faith. You know, he's made provision for those who are maybe just starting out in this. Do you know, he would say, come and, and do the elders and, and, and have oil and do have the, the hands laid on you and the prayer of faith will rise you, raise you up. He tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed. Why would he tell the church to pray for one another that you may be healed? 
if healing isn't his will. And the prayer of faith, you need to be able to know and pray the prayer of faith yourself because I'm telling you, there's a lot of churches out there really don't have the prayer of faith when it comes to healing. And it's not about the oil and it's not about the elders. It's the prayer of faith. But be around people of faith. Be around people, iron sharpens iron. Be around those types of people who are going to build you up and speak faith into your life. I heard Pastor Karen say that. Don't be around people who speak doubt. You have to take this and decide, I am speaking faith. I am not looking any other way. You have to close your ears off to doubt. You have to get indignant against the enemy this morning. You know, Matthew 11 and 12 says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. We have to take it by force this morning. The enemy doesn't want to give up anything in your life that he has a hold of. You have to take it by force. Get indignant with the enemy. Take what is yours. Never give up and never give in. I remember when it was my friend Donna, and she's moved to Australia now, and when we were doing this walk of faith and looking at this, we had a saying, never give up, never give in. If we'd have phoned each other and something was going on in each other's lives, we would have went, never give up, never give in, and then we would have laughed. Then she went off to Australia. I had Christ, I had the word, but I needed a faith buddy. I came down to Bangor one morning. I went to a few churches because I was in a church that really didn't preach faith. And I think they thought it was a bit of a, a wee loose cannon. I thought it was a bit of a looper, do you know, because I would have spoke faith, prayed faith in a meeting. Do you know, if someone had been down, they would have went, oh Lord, touch her or take her. I would have said, she shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And you could have heard, seen, so, but that's okay. So I started to look for another church. And I remember coming to Bangor Community Church and Pastor John was preaching and I sang faith. I heard faith. And I said, I'm going to make this my home. And then I met Pastor Karen and I got another faith buddy. And then I'm Pastor Bran and that. And so I surrounded myself with people with faith. And there's been more have come along, along the way. But when you're walking this walk of faith, you need people around you who are going to agree with you. To agree with you. They have to come into agreement when you're standing for things. And what's, I mean, life, I mean, my kids are up now, but when you knew, those that have younger kids and that, it's a walk of faith with your kids. You need the word. Accidents happen. You know, one time Nicky got roasted. I had just put a cup of coffee down. He was walking around the furniture. He couldn't, you know, walk on his own yet. And I was, it was early in the morning. I was going to work and I put a cup of coffee on the thing. And Nicky decided that he could walk on his own that morning. And he walked over and pulled the whole coffee around him. And right away, um, I, I was like, and then I went, no. I'm not taking any fear. I walked out of the room and I rebuked the fear. I says, I rebuke you fear in Jesus' name. My child will not even be scarred. My child's not going to be in pain. Walked back into the room, took him up, spread him down with water, took him to the hospital. And by the time I got to the hospital, he was climbing over all the furniture. It was like it never happened. And when I went in, it was like I think the doctor thought, Oh, this woman's, you know, overprotective. 
because he says, no, that's not even going to scar the birth. And that was bad. But by the time I got to the hospital, but I was in total peace. I took the fear, but that was the word. I knew to rebuke the fear first. I'd heard testimonies of people's kids getting hurt. Deal with the fear before you get into faith, because faith cannot work through fear. It counteracts it. So all these testimonies, I'm sure you have, but you need this word for raising your family. If you have grandkids coming along, you need it. You need it. So you have to get indignant with the enemy and be like a bulldog. This came up me. Be like a bulldog. Maybe it was with the bulldog, you know, the English bulldog and, and our queen going to be with the Lord. This came to me. So I looked up about a bulldog. And the description of a bulldog was kind but courageous. The face is the universal symbol of courage and tenacity. What's tenacity? To grip something firmly. So we have to be a bit like a bulldog this morning and grip the word firmly. Take it, don't let go, see it through, and don't give up. <clears throat> the word works. Faith works. Have the word in your mouth, the two-edged sword. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you will eat whatever you speak. You will. It will come on you. If you speak death, you'll reap it. If you speak life, you will reap it. Let's go to, i got Carol to print this out for me. Um, Luke 18, 1 to 3, the persistent widow. I love this. This is tenacity. This is not giving up. And I'm reading it from the Message Bible because I like this one. So Jesus told them a story showing that it was necessary for them to pray consistently and never quit. Pray, pray the word, speak the word, declare the word consistently and never quit. He said, there was once a judge in some city who never gave God a thought and cared nothing for people. A widow in that city kept after him. My rights are being violated. Protect me. She knew her rights. If you look through the Old Testament and how it said how to look after widows and, you know, to look after them and care for them. So she knew this. So she was saying, my rights are being violated. Protect me. He never gave her the time of day. But after this went on and on, he said to himself, I care nothing what God thinks, even less what people think. But because this widow won't quit badgering me, I better do something and see that she gets justice. And I love this bit. Otherwise, I'm going to end up beaten black and blue by her pounding. We need to beat the devil black and blue this morning. Persistent against his resistance. He's always resisting the word, but we have to be persistent with the word of God. Then the master said, do you hear what that judge, corrupt as he is, is saying? So what makes you think God won't step in and work justice for his chosen people? We're his chosen people this morning, aren't we? I assure you he will. He will not drag his feet. But how much of this kind of persistent faith will the Son of Man find on earth when he returns? I love that. How much of this persistent faith will the Son of Man find on the earth when he returns? He wants us to walk and move in this persistent faith. This is the will of God. Be persistent. Be persistent in your faith. 
It's, you know, Jeremiah 23 and 29 says, Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? You may be speaking it and not say it. You may be standing on it and thinking this is never going to come through, but it will. It's that rock. And as that word, you're taking it and you're banging at it and you're banging. The way she banged at the door of that judge, she was persistent. Keep going, bring the word. That is instance, it's going to break. That situation is going to move. That sickness is going to go. That disease in your body is going to go. That depression that has been following you around for years is going to go. He's provided for it. He's dealt with it. And he wants you to take up the hammer of his word and start to be persistent. And don't give up. Don't grow weary. Keep going. Get people around you who are going to say, come on, you can do this. Keep the word. Keep the faith. Keep going. It's yours. It's going to happen for you. Keep interceding for your child. Keep bringing the word of God. You know, you're not begging God for anything. He's already accomplished it. You're declaring this out and the devil hears. You're resisting him. You're submitting to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You need those devils to flee from you. Those demons of sickness and disease will flee if you be persistent in coming with his word and not giving up. No matter what's calling on your life, get back in. Get back into the word. Be persistent. No matter what's happened in the past, this is a new day. If hurt and pain have been in your family, say no more. No more enemy. No more. You're not having any more of my family. The buck stops here. I'm going to walk in this. My children are not going to be touched. They're going to walk in freedom. They're going to serve the Lord with all their heart, all their mind, and all their soul. You have to make that decision. Only you can do it. Only you can do it. Cast off every cur. Cast it off. Every situation that's been coming against you, cast it off and get your eyes on the Lord and get your eyes on the Word because we're one into days where we need to walk in this. Health service has fallen. <laughs> Have you ever tried? Have you heard anybody in hospital lately? It's not good. It's not good. We need to be walking in divine health. We need to be coming out the other side of just seeing Hillary at the back. We need to have that persistent faith that says, I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. There's testimonies in here today. Thank you, Jesus. So it's a war of words. Satan speaks lies. And we speak truth. Satan's words enter through your head, but the word of God comes up from your heart, comes up from your spirit, and it comes out and goes forth. And that word will accomplish what it's sent for in Jesus' name. The words of the spirit, the words of God are from the heart. Anything that's bombarding you or lies or coming in through your head, that's how you discern it. When you step out in this to go and do something and a lie comes, it's Satan. So it is a war of words. And I'm going to just finish with this. And I love this. And if you go to 1 Samuel 17, and it's David and Goliath. And here we see a war of words. I love it. (laughs) Do you know, intimidation, threats. It's a war of words. And we see it here in David and Goliath. And I'm not going to go through it all, but in 17, I'm going to go to verse 10. 
when the Philistine comes out and he starts to mock and he starts to throw threats. And I'll start in this. I defy the battle lines of Israel this day. Give me a man and let us fight together. And when Saul and all Israel heard these words, the Philistine of the Philistine, they were filled with terror and were greatly afraid. They heard the words. This whole army heard the words. I know he was a big man, but he was one man. This was an army. And we see all the battles that they'd had before. These were men of courage. And they all ran. They were all filled with terror and greatly afraid. And the, go down to verse 16. And the Philistine stepped forward morning and evening and took his stand daily for 40 days. And that just reminded me of Jesus in the wilderness 40 days and Satan coming at him 40 days with the, and coming at him and trying to tempt him. And what did Jesus say? It is written. He came back with the word. It is a war of words, faith words and lies. And the Philistine stepped forward morning and evening and took his stand daily for 40 days. He was a threatening the Israel army. And then David comes on the scene. We'll go on down to verse 22. And David, and he went and greeted his brothers. And as he was speaking with them, the champion Goliath, the Philistine from Gath, was going up from the battle line of the Philistines. And he spoke the same words, and David heard them. He spoke the same words, the threats that he was going out to the Israel army. But David heard them with spiritual ears. And the Philistine says, when all um, Israel's men saw, oh, when all Israel's fighting men saw the man, they fled from him and were very afraid. And now we have this shepherd force standing in the middle of it. This army, his brothers, all very afraid, but we have David. And then David, we know, goes to Saul, says, I can take him, I can take him. And down in verse 37, David says, The Lord who delivered me out of the paw of the land and out of the paw of the burr will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And that reminds me of building your faith. Do you know, we need to get our lands and our burrs before we face our Goliath. We need to be fortifying ourselves in this word before something big comes at us. As Pastor Karen said in her word, deal with your flus, deal with your colds, deal with your aches and pains. Deal with them now, don't tolerate anything. How mild, it doesn't matter how mild it is, do not tolerate it. I mean, I have went to bed at night and declared, I am not going to sleep, I'm gonna stand here, or I'm gonna lie here, declare the word until this symptom goes. I'll put on healing scriptures when I'm sleeping at night, I'll have them, I, and if you want some, 101 healing scriptures I have, and I give them to all the women in my group. And I says, anything that's trying to come on you, get out, if it's three in the morning, get out of your bed and deal with it. Don't tolerate it. Because I'd rather be out of my bed for an hour to deal with it than be sick for a week with it. Don't tolerate any symptom. Deal with it. That's your lands and your birds. This is as you're training yourself as you, as you, so when anything big comes, and maybe it won't come because you fortified yourself so much that the enemy knows, I'm not touching her, I'm not touching him because they know the word, they know their rights and they're persistent. They're not going to give up. 
So when the Philistine looked and saw David, he despised him. <laughs> the enemy despises us. And he despises you even if you're, if you're a woman, a man of faith. He despises you. He despised him for he was a youth and ruddy with a handsome appearance. Philistine says to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? Then the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the heavens and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, who you have reviled. And this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you down and cut off your head in Jesus' name. Let's cut some heads off in the spirit. Let's cut the head of sickness off in our body. Let's cut the head of depression off of our lives or our lives or our children's lives. We need to do war kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Take it by force this morning. Take your healing by force this morning. Take your children out of the hands of the enemy this morning by force. Start on your children now declaring over them, don't look to the left or the right. Call those things which are not as if they wore into being this morning for your family members, for yourself and for your church because the church is to carry this message. We have to walk in this. We are the army of God. And we are, there's a dark world out there and we are the light. And we have to shine brightly in these days. Two sword, the two-edged sword in our hand. The word of his testimony in our mouth. We are the redeemed of the Lord. That the redeemed of the Lord say so. Father God, we just thank you for your word this morning. I thank you, Father God, that you have equipped us to face anything in this life. Father God, you have given us everything pertaining unto life and godliness this morning. And Lord God, we make a commitment to your word this morning. We can make a commitment to submit to you, Holy Ghost, this morning and to walk in your power, your dominus power with the word of God in our mouths this morning. I pray, Lord God, that we would be indignant against the enemy. I pray, Lord God, that we would take hold of your word with a tight grip and not let go. I pray over everyone this morning, Lord God, whatever is in their lives or going on or anything that is concerning them, your word says, I perfect that which concerns you this morning in Jesus' name. Trust in me. Lean on me. Know that I have set you free. Know that I have delivered you from the hand of the enemy this morning. Walk in your freedom. Rise up in your freedom this morning, church, in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord God, you tell us, Father God, to come together, to confess our sins one to the other. Lord God, and pray that we will be healed in Jesus' name. And I pray that this morning in Jesus' name. Lord God, that we be in unity this morning where the unity where you command that blessing, Father God. Unity in our church, unity in our homes this morning, Lord God. That we would walk in your blessing, know your love, Lord God. And know that faith works through love this morning in Jesus' name. So we could disperse all fear, Lord God, this morning in Jesus' name. 
Lord, all fear what the enemy would bring against us this morning, knowing, Father God, that you love us with an everlasting love and your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Father God, that you're strengthening us right now. Thank you, you're giving us a hunger for your word like never before. A passion for your word, Father God. A passion to see the lost saved. A passion to see people healed. A passion, Lord God, to see people rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. Signs and wonders, Father God. Father God, it's all about you. It's all about the commission that we go forth in your name, Lord God, that we cast out demons in your name, Lord God, that we lay hands on the sick in your name, Lord God, that we do the work of the ministry, the work of the calling, Father God. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.